Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It was now Thursday, and the entire universe was on the very edge of the most important event in all of history. We know from Paul that all things hold together in heaven and on earth, making peace by the blood of Jesus' cross. Now, even though Jesus had been saying that he would be crucified, those, even those closest to him did not fully understand. They were on the verge of being eyewitnesses to God in the flesh laying down his life for the salvation of all people, and they could not see it. Jesus had his mind set on pain for his disciples' sin. And as we often are, they were busy with the business of the day. You see, Thursday was a holy day in that week. For that evening, the Israelites were to remember how God had freed them from the hands of Egypt. They were to remember God's work through the eating of what was called the Passover meal. And this was a meal that actually, through God's word, delivered his people from the wrath of God and set them free from those who oppressed them. This meal actually did what it was said to do. And it was a meal that had historical weight. But even more than that, nobody knew it yet. It was a meal that foreshadowed the giving of the Lamb of God to all, who in faith eat and drink his body and blood. This meal would first be given to the disciples on the eve of this day that they had no idea would happen. Yet what they received from the Lord, they would pass down to thousands of generations all the way to us as we prepare to receive Jesus in his supper this evening. Yet on this first Holy Thursday that we remember tonight, the disciples had in mind to celebrate the Passover. And they asked Jesus, where will you have us go and prepare prepare for you to eat the Passover? And Jesus gave them instructions and directed two of his disciples to make the arrangements in a large upper room of a homeowner's dwelling. Now, I can't imagine what the disciples were thinking about that day. Perhaps they weren't thinking much of anything. Now, what busied your thoughts today? What were you thinking about as you went through your busy day? I'm sure you thought about things that you needed to do for school, for work, for your family. Perhaps you were thinking about family matters or friends in need. Perhaps you had impure thoughts today that led you off into this or that sin. We know that you thought that it was important to come to church tonight to celebrate and remember this holy day. But did you ponder this? That this evening, 
you would be receiving the God who laid down his life for you. The God who laid down his life to save you from your sin. I'm sure the disciples didn't ponder that. That was probably the last thought. And yet, this is what would happen to them through the word of Jesus by the night's end. We don't know the thoughts of the 11 of Jesus' disciples, but we do know the secret thoughts of one of them, namely Judas. This man had in his mind to betray Jesus. He had already set it up to turn him over to those who wanted to kill him. Judas was ready to do the unthinkable. And the question is why? Why do any of us go against God, breaking his commandments? For some reason or another, in the moment we think that we know what is best for us, and we don't trust God or his word. And sometimes, even though we know God's word, the desire, it becomes too much. It clouds over our judgment and we fail to see what God has declared to be true. We fail to see that sin leads to death. Judas' sin would lead to the death of Jesus, as all sin has including the sin that I've done today, including the sin that you've done today. Judas' sin would also lead to his own death. For in his pride, the only difference between Judas and Peter is that Judas tried to make things right on his own. We can't do that. Judas, in his pride, failed to turn to God's mercy. Jesus said of Judas, the son of man goes as it it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Even with this warning, Judas did not repent. It makes you think, What are the sins that you you do that you fail to hear God's warning for? We despair of our own efforts to make things right, as Peter did after his betrayal. After Peter betrayed Jesus three times, the Bible says that he went out and he wept bitterly. He had nothing to offer. He was caught. Jesus came to him. We do not want to try to make things right by our own works or our own satisfactions. We can't say to God, Lord, just forgive me this once. I'm going to make it right. We can't. We can't make it right. We rely on the forgiveness that Jesus earned for us on his cross. You see, the thoughts and the actions that the disciples did during the day, they all led them to this point, this meal on this first Holy Thursday. And all your thoughts and all your actions, 
eventually led you here to this night. We are here tonight, no matter where we have been throughout the day, and no matter what we have thought throughout the day, we do know Jesus' thoughts. He is here tonight. The same as he was with the disciples in that upper room. And Jesus is here tonight to serve. He is here to give to us as he gave to Peter, to Judas, and to the rest of the disciples. He said, I have not come to be served. I have come to serve. That is why he is with you tonight. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them. And he said, take, this is my body. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, gave the cup to them and they all drank of it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. I want you to notice in Peter's recalling, and that's what Mark, the Gospel of Mark, Mark was a disciple of Peter. And in Peter's recalling of this text, he, he recalls the most important things that he remembers about Jesus' words. And what are they? Take. This is my body. With these words, Jesus gave Peter and the other disciples his body in the bread. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. The cup that Peter drank, it was a participation in the communion of the blood of Jesus. With this word, Jesus gave Peter his blood in, with, and under the wine. In this meal, Jesus gave them the very body and blood that less than 24 hours later would be crucified for their sin. As we noted before, what the disciples received that night, they passed on to us. Jesus is with us here this evening, my friends as he has promised. Our thoughts and actions have been all over the place throughout this day. But Jesus has been of singular focus all day. He has sought to provide for you in a way that you would come to receive him. He has done this for you today as he does this for all people every day. He has not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for you and for many. As you approach the Lord's table this evening, I pray that you come recognizing your dependence on Jesus and thinking and not thinking as Judas did, that you have it all together because you don't. You will, but here's the thing. I wouldn't come making pledges of sinning no more because the fact is you will probably sin again after receiving this meal tonight. 
But I pray that this would set you up to with daily contrition and repentance. Confess your sin to Jesus. Knowing that he cares for you. You want proof? Look at the cross. The cross proves that God loves you. The cross proves that you are not alone. The cross proves that he will never, ever give up on you. Jesus desires to daily and richly forgive you all your sins. One of the ways that he grants this forgiveness is through this meal where we receive the body and blood of him who laid down his life to set us free. Unlike the disciples who had not yet received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, I pray that God would lead us to understand what is happening here tonight. That we would be profoundly moved by the one who has come to serve us. He served us with his word of forgiveness. He has served us with the teaching of the word. And he is about to serve us with his very body and blood that has won our redemption. God in this meal is serving. He is giving himself to you. And tomorrow night, we will see even clearer what the body and blood that we receive tonight did to take away God's wrath for our sin. What he did to give us eternal life. But tonight, we see that after Jesus gave this meal to them, he began a fast from food and drink that would last until his resurrection. And the disciples with Jesus, they closed their communion service by singing a hymn. Then they went out to the Mount of Olives. We will meet with Jesus and the twelve on the Mount of Olives tomorrow night. But for now, we receive the supper that was first given to the twelve. And then, we will close with a psalm of Jesus' passion that he said on his cross, Psalm 22, as we prepare our altar and our hearts for his service of Good Friday. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you have brought an offering tonight, um, you, I will put the offering plate at the door and you can uh, leave it on your way out. Um, but uh, we can, if you would rise with me and we will continue with the prayers of the church. In our prayers today, uh, I will be listing everybody else that we will be praying for, but I received a prayer request uh, just before we started the service. Uh, we want to pray for a little girl at St. James a Lutheran School uh, who's in the first grade. She is sick and uh, in the hospital, and they're running tests uh, to find out what is going on. She is losing weight. Uh, she has uh, fever, and uh, she is suffering uh, bone marrow loss. So we ask that uh, God would be with her and with her family. 
Uh, we thank God that through uh, St. James, uh, uh, the ministry and school at St. James, uh, she was brought to, to baptism. So we pray for her and her family. Holy Lord, since your Son taught us that as often as we eat his bread and drink his cup, we proclaim his death until he comes, use every such proclamation of Christ to turn those without faith, turn them to trust in the Passover Lamb who offered himself for our salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, we remorsefully confess that we are prone to stray, each and every one of us, myself included. I pray that you would guard and defend each of us from the temptations of the devil, the world, and our very own sinful inclinations. Forgive our sins, strengthen our faith, and keep us as your own until you bring us to the feast with angels, archangels, and all your saints, at your heavenly table. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Holy Lord, as your Son washed his disciples' feet and then offered himself in service by going to the cross, pray that you would take away our pride and give us humble hearts that are ready always to serve our families, our friends, our communities, and even those that don't like us, our enemies. Help us to care for everyone in your name, and using our lives to do your will, strengthen us for this, for we are weak. We know that you are strong. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, answer our prayers for those who are sick, suffering, dying, and grieving. Since your Son suffered as we do, and since you know our needs far better than we, even we do, give to each of them and each of us your gracious care. Show your mercy to Tim and all of his needs. Even Emily Nadler's friend Katie, as she is in, in the hospital. Be with Carol, Carol's mom, Alice Messner, as uh, to us, it appears that she is drawing near the close of her life. And we ask that you would be with that first grader at St. James and her family. May your mercies be shown uh, through the members of St. James. And be, to be with all of our students that we are called to serve and to all students at Purdue and to everyone in need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, Christ entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood. He has redeemed us and inaugurated your new covenant. Teach us to examine ourselves so that confessing our sins, we come in repentance to receive our Savior's body and blood. By those gifts that you place in our mouths at this altar, Give us Christ's forgiveness and renew us in faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And holy Lord, as we enjoy communion in the one bread and one cup of your Son's body and blood, 
unite us with each other and with all of those who have gone before us in the faith and feed us with your life so that we serve you and love one another as our Messiah loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we place ourselves and all those for whom we pray, confident of the mercy that you show to us because of Jesus our Lord. Amen. We continue with the service of the sacrament on page 208. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places Give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God. We thank you for the countless blessings that you so freely bestow on us and all creation. And above all, we give thanks for your boundless love, shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh. And you laid on him our sin, giving him into death, we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Yes. 
Christ in the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the Lord's table. Take heed, this is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Give it unto God the forgiveness of all of your sin. Take heed, this is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Give it unto God the forgiveness of all of your sin. Take heed, this is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Give it unto God the forgiveness of all Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given unto death for the forgiveness of all of your sin. Take eat the body of Christ given for you. Take drink. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Thank you. 
Take drink. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Take drink. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Take drink. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. And now this, the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, keep you steadfast in the one true faith of the life everlasting. Depart in peace.
in the front of your uh, hymnal, and you will read that responsively, whole verse by whole verse, uh, with Sam, our, our elder. And this service will not close uh, with the benediction. Uh, this this weekend is seen as one whole service. Uh, so from uh, Holy Thursday to Good Friday on into Easter Sunday, it's seen as one service together, uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, so we will not hear uh, the benediction again until, until uh, after uh, the close of, of service on Easter Sunday. Uh, so we, uh, we sing the Nugget Minutes together. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind, and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you who are he who take me from the womb, you made me trust you at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have 
Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashar surround me. They open wide their mouths at me, like a ravening and roaring lion. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of earth, of death. For dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. Amen. 